You're listening to News and Notes from The Wall Street Journal. We're speaking with Jeff Reeves. He's a contributing columnist at Market Watch, also editor of InvestorPlace.com. We're talking for about Netflix. Uh, Netflix. He's got a piece about uh, it's great service, but kind of a poor investment. What do you mean by this, Jeff? Well, you know, I'm a Netflix customer, and I definitely enjoy all the streaming options they provide me. I've been a cord cutter for years now, and I definitely think it's the way of the future. Uh, the problem, though, is that I think Netflix has kind of reached critical mass in the U.S., and it, it's trying really, really hard to get international growth, but that's just not profitable. Uh, throw that all together with what seems to be a very stretched valuation right now and a general environment on Wall Street where I think investors don't trust that. Uh, and I think it's very difficult for Netflix to kind of make headway in 2015. What's the problem with international sales? Well, I mean, if you look at the, the SEC filings, uh, Netflix actually has never turned a profit internationally, and while the margins are getting slightly better, uh, it's still contributing about negative 9% to their overall margins. That's, that's like 900 basis points. Uh, that's not a good thing. Um, and the, 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 I guess the hope for, of Netflix is that as they continue to, to grow in America, uh, they're, they're kind of running out of options there because there's just so many places where high-speed Internet is kind of impractical or it's just not up to speed, um, and they already have a, a pretty significant subscriber base. So the hope is they can become um, kind of a global player in the streaming market. But they're investing very heavily uh, both in, in the marketing of that and in the content internationally, and they just can't turn a profit. So revenues are actually growing just as fast as their cost of revenues, uh, and, and that's never a good thing for the long-term hopes of a con- company. If No matter how much money you throw at it, you're not actually making any more money, and that's kind of the, the situation Netflix is in right now. Gotcha. So when it comes to overseas stuff, are they selling the same material that those of us in the U.S. are seeing, or are they incorporating more kind of foreign TV programs and movies and stuff? Well, it, you know, the the, um, the good thing is that a lot of the, the stuff that's most popular in the world, I mean, this should be obvious to most investors, America's an entertainment powerhouse, so all you really need to do is put subtitles on a Transformer movie and, and, and you're all set, right? Okay. Uh, but the problem is that, that broadly speaking, um, just the cost of content continues to rise. So uh, even if Netflix can kind of repurpose the existing content that it has, the good content for U.S. subscribers to keep them and the, the sexy content for international subscribers, you can use the same shows for that, uh, like The Hunger Games is a big deal. The, uh, the, the, the latest incarnation of The Hunger Games is on Netflix right now. I'm sure they subtitle that in many countries, uh, but that's, that's a pricey title to have in your library. You do that hundreds of thousands of times, uh, they continue to grow their catalog, uh, and it gets to be a very expensive operation, particularly because competition is, he- is heating up between Hulu and um, Amazon Prime has their instant video service, um, so there's other people bidding for the same content. And by the way, content publishers at first weren't asking for top dollar because they weren't really sure if Netflix was viable five years ago. Mm. Now everybody knows this is the way of the future, so I guarantee you content providers are going to want to get paid. Mm. We're speaking with Jeff Reeves, contributing MarketWatch columnist, also editor of InvestorPlace.com, and we're talking about Netflix. What do investors want, Jeff? Well, you know, the latest earnings report that we just saw, uh, it did actually show growth, again, and pretty impressive growth. Uh, Netflix has grown its uh, revenue at about 25% this fiscal year. Uh, it saw about 3 million extra streaming members that were added in the third quarter. Those are all good things, but expectations are higher than that, quite frankly. And Netflix missed, missed the bar by, by a lot. The Wall Street estimate was about $3.7 million for subscriber growth, so it missed it by a pretty big margin. Um, and the challenge is, like I said, um, they've kind of reached a not a saturation point in America, but uh, the, the, the growth is going 
going to be a lot harder to come by because there's just a lot of areas where high-speed Internet is not an option. Um, and, and secondly, Netflix did increase its prices earlier this year, and a lot of people thought that didn't really make that big of an impact. Uh, but it, it shows um, – it kind of showed up in the third quarter, third quarter report where management said that while immediately they didn't see kind of a downturn in subscriptions because they had a lot of new titles like Orange is the New Black, that, that special uh, original Netflix series, right. people kind of stuck around for that, and now uh, they're kind of getting complacent waiting for the next big thing. So, uh, you know, it's not a, not a good place to be in where you're challenged for subscriber growth, and they did try to raise prices to increase their margins, and now they're starting to see a little belated headwind there, too. So uh, I think investors want to see margin growth. They want to see an acceleration in user growth, particularly overseas, that can make them profitable there. Uh, and frankly, I just don't know if that's going to happen. Mm. All right. And, and as you say, raising rates is difficult. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's with anything, right? Uh, people on the Internet, they don't like to pay for anything. It doesn't really matter that, to me, I, I mean, I think it's a great value, and I think that compared with cable, it's a lot cheaper. But a lot of people uh, got on the Internet, and they get content for free, and a lot of, of media sites, I probably don't have to tell you this, the Wall Street Journal Network, uh, yeah. uh, the Wall Street Journal is probably the only place uh, that can charge for paid content. A lot of free sites can't put up a paywall because people get used to getting content for a certain price. They like it on the cheap on the Internet. Uh, and, and Netflix, for better or for worse, is, has been providing people a great value, uh, and I don't think it's likely that they're going to be able to raise prices to $20 a month anytime in, in the foreseeable future, no matter how expensive content gets. People are just comfortable with that pricing, and, and they're not willing to budge. All right, so uh, this comment you had in the piece, too, about uh, uh, Netflix as another tarnished tech darling, you're, you're saying that is the case or it could be the case? Well, you know, we've already seen Netflix. Uh, it, it's, it's actually negative year-to-date uh, because it kind of tanked after those third-quarter earnings. And I think that this is part of that continued narrative that we've seen in some tech stocks, most noticeably in Amazon, where investors get kind of enamored by this tech story, right? There are all these Ubers of the world out there, these companies that have a tremendous growth story that everybody wants to buy into. And you're patient with it, but eventually you've got to put your money where your mouth is. There has to be profits, and they have to deliver money to shareholders. Uh, you saw the same thing with LinkedIn as it crashed a little bit from its high uh, multiples. Uh, uh, I think Twitter certainly saw that after it, its initial IPO pop. So I think that tech investors are becoming a little bit more discerning when it comes to margins and profits. They're willing to give companies the benefit of the doubt. Netflix has had great growth. But eventually, uh, if there ain't profits and the profits aren't growing, I mean, what do you really have after that as an investor when you have a, a company where the cost of revenues grow just as much as revenues and you've got an earnings multiple close to the three digits? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty tall order to expect that's going to be outperformance in 2015. Wow. So long term here, does Netflix stand on its own or somebody come in and buy it? Well, I, you know, I, I still think Netflix is going to stick around. That, that first mover uh, potential that it has, um, you know, the big growth is behind it. But I do think that Netflix has, has a quality experience. Again, as a consumer, I'm pretty satisfied. I'm certainly not going to jump ship. Okay. Um, I, I do think Netflix is going to be around for a while. Whether or not there's enough growth there and whether or not it, it is able to satisfy the, uh, the high expectations of Wall Street is it, it, a very different story. I think there's plenty of companies out there, you know, that maybe they underperform, maybe they move sideways, but consumers are still satisfied. And I think it's important to divorce the, the consumer experience. I love watching Netflix on my smartphone. It's great. Um, but let's not confuse the two, uh, because I think that investors are going to have a pretty tough road to hoe in Netflix stock in 2015. You've been listening to News and Notes from The Wall Street Journal.